So I think everything kind of starts with a dream, you know, everything starts with this idea. And then once you have the space and the resources to visualize that idea, then it allows you to see it, live it, and then manifest that into a reality. Basically, when I was younger, I had went to a residency that gave me time and space just to be an artist full time. And when I left that space, I decided to just make art. And so now um, I kind of want to create, recreate this space and make this a reality where, you know, these artists can come together. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Artist Aaron Fowler is in high demand these days. He's been featured in some of the art world's buzziest galleries and best museums. He scored solo exhibitions at the Columbus College of Art and Design and the Seattle Art Museum. But Aaron Fowler never had a solo show in his hometown until now. On Saturday, his newest exhibition opens at the Luminary on Cherokee Street. Into Existence, Genesis, is his biggest project to date, and he joins us today to tell us about it. So, Aaron Fowler, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? So, Aaron, I understand the idea for this show came from something your grandmother used to say. What is that? Uh, Well, Into Existence, yeah, this has been like a mantra that my grandma used to tell me all the time just about uh, standing on what you believe in and doing what you believe in and know that you can do anything. Not a maybe you might do something or you might do, you know, take care of business, but knowing that you can do anything. And almost something that I keep with me. Speaking to what you want to happen, um, that this this almost actualizes it. Yes, ma'am. I understand you played with this same theme in your Seattle Art Museum show. This opened in 2019. That was called Into Existence. How does Into Existence Genesis build on that show? Uh, Well, I mean, um, the show that I made it created in Seattle, that was uh, mostly objects that that spoke about things I wanted to manifest, like uh, freeing one of my friends out of jail and uh, spending more time with my family and uh, creating stores that I of like a culture that I created with a friend. Um, but those were just objects. So this, um, with Genesis, this finally gave me an opportunity to create real spaces to manifest ideas in real time. So uh, Genesis is a reflection of these things actually functioning with people in it that are using it and manifesting their dreams in real time. And when you talk about real spaces, you mean an actual physical space. You had a storefront or have a storefront on Cherokee um, where you've had friends sort of bringing their dreams into reality. Tell us about that. Oh, well, yeah, this year, uh, right, 2834 Cherokee, um, I've always wanted to create a space um, that basically gave people the opportunity to live out their passions so they can do that full time. So, yeah, this fall we had four people so far come through. One girl I grew up with, her name's Tracy Petty. Uh, another guy, cousin Earl uh, Isom and Carl Lewis. But Tracy, she was selling uh, lingerie. That was one of her things. And also um, doing a non-for-profit and the dedication to her mother, Adrian, who passed away from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And she um, basically she used to give away clothes to the homeless, which she still does, and give uh, back-to-school stuff to kids. And she would do these, um, basically these non-for-profit giveaways, and we kind of created a space for her to make that come true. So basically a space for her to live out her um, lingerie store 
and instead of selling it out of a car, but basically having a real space that I created a visual for. So we kind of made it like a kind of like a sex dungeon vibe with a lace on the walls to sell her lingerie. But then in the back, it was like cloudy, kind of like a heaven vibe to represent the not-for-profit that she's doing. So, so is, basically cre- is the idea it. here to, to help incubate um, what's going to be a viable business going forward? Or is this more in the realm of, of dreams? I mean, well, this is uh, basically the manifest that I think everything kind of starts with a dream. You know, everything starts with this idea. And then once you have the space and the resources to visualize that idea, then it allows you to see it, live it, and then manifest that into a reality. So then with the, with the, the mindset to, you know, start this idea out and then leave away with, I have to do this full time. And so Tracy had this this combination lingerie and a nonprofit idea. Um, you also had your your cousin. You said is that um, Errol? Yeah, that's Errol. And so what what was his vision there? Well, he's like a, he's a film director. He's a writer. I mean, he pretty much he's a creative all all around the board. But he had these uh, series of movies called Trap Demon, which is basically like uh, him being a, a pastor and um, kind of basically reflecting like um things that are going on in the streets and him basically speaking about that culture and bringing that to he always wanted to make this this trap demon character into having a church so he's like a trap pastor in this church so we wanted to create a church like a church that reflects like uh like a trap house mixed with a actual church for him to have these sermons that he can kind of have weekly so you were part of, of um, bringing this to life in this storefront on Cherokee. Now, how do these two different visions um, now come into play in this show that you're about to open in the Luminary? I mean, well, basically, yeah, all these visions are going to come. It's basically a reflection of um, yeah, all these visions coming together in one place. Because basically, when I was younger, I had went to a residency that gave me time to create full time you know, um, gave me time and space just to be an artist full time. And when I left that space, I decided to just make art and really pursue that. And this is what my reality is today. Hmm. So now um, I kind of want to create, recreate this space and make this a reality where, you know, these artists can come together now, kind of reflect on the spaces that they created throughout this time and now make that a real thing. So these these spaces reflecting all those spaces in one space, almost like a town, Hmm. you know, and then it's like a town with a new reality, you know, with people doing their passions, the way they want to do their passions to have a visual to reflect that passion. And so you're, you're sort of bringing their, um, their dream into reality. And then your work is is sort of bouncing off of, of those dreams. Oh uh, well, I mean, basically, we're collaboratively collaboratively creating the um, visuals for these spaces. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm basically creating. They're giving me stuff to create about, right? And um, we bring and then they're bringing the energy of what they're creating as well. And then these spaces are going to reflect that. So basically, like the the church that we created in the storefront will now act as an installation in the in the show. Hmm. And uh, we said the uh, lingerie store that we reflected in the storefront will also be in the show. So then this show will have installations from those storefronts kind of put into a bigger installation. And then they will still function as a store and as a church, hmm. you know, and the things that they created. So then it basically brings my world into their world and we create our own world, a new world.
So I want to talk a little bit about the world that you came out of. You grew up in St. Louis in the Carr Square neighborhood. What got you interested in making art? Oh, well, I grew up, uh, yeah, I grew up downtown in a neighborhood called Fallon Place. And that's in the area. And um, I basically, I I made art. I used to draw all the time, draw cartoon characters and stuff like that. But I remember when I was in the seventh grade, uh, my little cousin passed away. His name's Darion. Mm. And um, he was about five. And we were really, really close. And I remember they were on their way home. Him, his mom, and his two brothers were on their way home. And they were turning on their street, and they were in a car accident. Um, police was chasing some guy, and when they're turning, basically hit them, and my cousin passed away instantly. Ugh. So that was like one of the hardest things that ever happened to me to this day. Mm-hmm. And I just remember what that made me feel like. It just felt like somebody took a part of me away from me. And um, at the same time, I was in a drawing class, um, and I remember I had an assignment to draw myself. But instead of drawing myself, I ended up drawing Darion because it happened that same week. Hmm. And when I was drawing Darion, I just remember what that feeling was. Like, it made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me think about the good times. It made me think about the bad times. But that drawing experience uh, basically healed me Hmm. in a way. And when I had to turn in that assignment, a teacher had recognized that power in that drawing, uh, just from looking from a drawing. uh, His name was Mr. Guilfoyle. And he basically... uh, pushed me to keep drawing and told me, realized, like, you really got a gift and it's a power in what you're creating and you should keep going. So from there, that's really what got me really, really falling in love with art. Wow. Do you ever think how different your life had been if this Mr. Guilfoyle hadn't seen this talent that you had? Uh, I mean, it's, you know, I feel like, you know, God has a way, (laughs) you know, kind of guiding us where we need to go. So I couldn't imagine it being no different, you know, like I'm a vessel that's kind of being led, but I do appreciate God put me in and me, me and Mr. Guilfoyle on each other's path, you know. So you ended up studying at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, and then you were at the Yale University uh, School of Art where you got your master's. Was it weird being a kid from St. Louis, the tough part of St. Louis, there in the Ivy League? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it was... Um, you know, it was it was definitely an experience. Like uh, I met a bunch of people from all over the place, and of course, I didn't. I, I just didn't see myself. I didn't even know you can go to Ivy League for school for art. I didn't know I kind of was making art, and kind of just it took me where it was taking me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but being in that space, I definitely felt it being very different from what I'm used to creating because I felt myself in a very like privileged place compared to where I come from. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it definitely felt like a. Um, You know, it was an experience for sure, but I learned a lot and, you know, just experienced a lot. So you're still in your early 30s and you have had some huge success. Does it feel like your career was almost spoken into existence, like like your grandmother talked to you about? I mean, like I said, I feel like, uh, you know, it's like I just feel like a vessel and like um, I couldn't have seen this. I feel like, you know, God is kind of taking me where he's taking me, but like I couldn't have, I couldn't have seen where I'm going. I even know I didn't even realize this pandemic was going to happen. I would end up back in St. Louis during this time, you know. So it's like um to me right now I'm just kind of riding the wave. So, yeah, as you mentioned, you've been back on this year-long residency during one of the weirdest years anyone can remember. What was it like being back in St. Louis as the whole world just kind of shut down? Um I mean, it was it was great being, I feel like the best part about being back in St. Louis is it, it brought me back home to my family and my friends and pretty much grounded me in a, in a beautiful way. 
and kind of gave me time to really just slow down mm-hmm. and just kind of sit still and kind of reflect on how blessed I really am. And uh, also just kind of remind me what it's like just to be home and remind me of what St. Louis is because it's so different from places like L.A. and New York, these other places outside of this. It's kind of like um, it's kind of more slower, uh, has different set, set of problems. You know, it's more black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of reminds me of just like what this place is, like the good, bad, and the ugly of it, you know, remind me how great my friends and my family is and how much love and support I got, you know, but it also reminds me of like the the struggles here and the the different mindset here too. Mm -hmm. So that's been really humbling. And so now that this this year's residency is is almost coming to a close, do you see yourself continuing to to spend a significant amount of time here? Uh, To be honest, um, I feel like St. Louis will always be home. It has always been home. you know, I've always been a, this been a place that I come back and kind of regroup and ground myself when I'm starting new bodies of work or entering new chapters in my life. So I feel like I'll always be coming back home to St. Louis and, you know, as I'm moving forward and, you know, kind of really just always being back, God willingly, but at the same time, too, you know, just letting God take me where he needs to, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're installing this show now. It opens this Saturday. This is a big deal. It's it's open to the public. People should come down to the Luminary and check this out. Is there a lot left to do, or are you all ready for the opening? Oh, I'm in the midst of it right now. I'll be working all the way to the to the doors open, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> you're cutting this close here, huh? You're going to be working up through Saturday morning. Um, well, at this point, it's just a, it's a lot of fun, you know. Like um, I'm finally seeing this work in this space. Um, this it's been pretty much a freestyle, um, just just based off like the you know things that have been happening and changes and Corona, and, you know, it's just been pretty much a, a freestyle. So um, I'm kind of just having fun right now at this point, putting it together. Well, I'm so glad to hear that, and I know the whole city can't wait to see how this has come together. So, Aaron Fowler, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, I appreciate you. Thank you. find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.